Hey, it's your old pal, Slim, and this is 70mm, a podcast for film lovers. Every Monday, I'm joined by famous artist, Danny Haas. (laughs) (laughs) And spiritual advisor, Predilexus. Some things in life are bigger than stars. You know, do you go to church on Sunday and, and give it a star rating? And together as friends forever, we discuss recently watched movies. Later in this episode, we're continuing cult month with Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Is it accurate to call this one of the greatest comedies ever made? Stay tuned. Proto Lexus, spiritual advisor on this podcast. You know he's been known to dabble in the uh, the computer space, and he's been hard at work cooking things up. He's been he hacked somehow the Letterbox API, and when I say hack, I mean got legitimate approval to use it. So before anyone freaks out, it's a Unix system. <laughs> Is that like Red Hat? That's a computer reference, Danny. That's a. What are you you talking to me like that for? Proto's been working the past few weeks on something something pretty cool. And we just added a link to it in our website at 70mmpod.com. You know, remember a long time ago, we did that episode of Star Trek. Mm. And we referenced... um, Vaguely. (laughs) (laughs) Computer intelligence by the name of V-Jer. So there's a link on our site. Proto, can you walk us through what you've been cooking up on this uh, special page? I just knew that with the Letterbox API, we could have a little bit of fun and create something that was special for our patrons. Mm. Um, so I got in there. I experimented. I dabbled. I explored. Excuse me. I traversed the code. And I got the, in the, I the, the ties that bind letterbox. Yeah. And I put together uh, a little thing we're calling V'ger. Um, So it's a, a page where you can go to on our website and it will show you uh, what movie we're currently doing, what we're going to cover. And it'll give you a, uh, a listing of all of our patrons. Everyone who is a subscriber to our Patreon um, is included in our Discord. If they have a letterbox account, it will link up and you will see your rating right there with all the other villagers. Um, and it gives an average rating for the patrons who have watched the movie. Mm. So whatever movie we're covering. And it does it for all of our episodes. You can go there. You can look at it. Um, so you'll see what the average rating is in our community. You know, you can see these, you know, you can see stars on letterbox.com, but this is a way to like, close the the scope of it. So it's just to our patrons. And then it also gives the first line of the review for everybody that's covered the movie. Um, so it's kind of fun. It's a fun way to like jump on there. If you're like, Oh, I wonder what so-and-so thought about, you know, in the mood for love, you can just go there, click it, see our star ratings, what our averages are and just the, uh, the, uh, you know, what the review was saying. And then it all the, it all links back to um, letterboxd. So if you want to like read the rest of someone's review, it's there. Then there's also this cool thing that I threw oh. in there, the watch list roulette. Oh. Mm. So the idea here, there's a search bar at the top. You can put in 
your username or someone else's if you wanted to, and it'll pull up their watch list of all their movies. And then um, you can play roulette where it will randomly select one of them for you. So if you don't, if you want to watch a movie, but you don't know what to pick, you can play a little roulette if you're feeling lucky um, and this, let the, the V'ger pick for you. You know, can I just say, say it's it. almost been worth the amount of time we've lost Proto to Apex Legends for this tool. <laughs> Proto has been MIA in our Apex nights for weeks. And I just have to give props, first of all, putting this together. That watch list feature, mm-hmm. this is like, this is legit right here. You put this on Letterboxd's website right now. First of all, Proto's probably going to have to move to New Zealand to get a job. <laughs> We'd lose him for Apex probably permanently. But I'm using this thing. You looking for a movie to watch, type in your username, hit roulette. Guess what? I'm watching Mean Streets, Martin Ooh. Scorsese, according to roulette Ooh. right now on our website. My gosh. There you go. Bravo, Proto. Bravo. Again, we got a lot more plans. Um, so <laughs> there's a lot more that we want to do with it. Uh, and that'll be coming down the pike as we add more features. If I, if I can keep up the, the pace here. I'm laughing at uh, Mel's gift <laughs> in our Discord that you can also join at 70mmpod.com. The gift game is is on point tonight just to start off the show right now. Yeah. God, what a show we have. The feature presentation, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. This is This is the big one. A lot of people say this is the greatest comedy ever made. Ever. Period. Wow. And we'll find out if that's true. Later in the show. <laughs> Stupid. Listen, the Discord's hopping right now. Danny, you've had a busy week oh. of not watching movies. You've been like on assignment somewhere off the grid. Just, you know, living in the mountains for a week with the family, mm-hmm. hiking. Living life. How do you hike in those sh- sneakers you wear? You wear like really nice sneakers. Do you have like not really nice sneakers to wear while you hike? What's the process? I buy two there? of each. So one I can hike in and then one I can wear out on the town. <laughs> That's how I do it. I was going to bring up, you have, uh, for any of our villagers, listeners that are in Florida, you're going to be at Epcot. Mm. What do you got cooked up over there? Are you doing signings <clears throat> at Epcot for a while? Yeah, this is the this weekend is the beginning of the art festival. It used to be Masters, Festival of the Masters, but then they let me inside the change of title to just Festival of the Arts because um, I'm not a master of anything. But uh, yeah, I'll be out at Epcot uh, at the Star Wars booth for four days signing art and all the things. Uh, that's about it. It'll be fun. Beautiful weather. And I'll be back in two more weeks for another weekend. Oh my gosh. That's what happens when you become, you know, big time artist. Yeah, you know, maybe Proto is gonna have to start going to like engineer conferences. Yeah, after this this uh, V'ger takes off, he's gonna have to be doing signings of like, you know, Lisa Mac computers. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Stupid. Why I think that's so funny, but. <laughs> Just laughing at yourself. I love it. I am. There's some other things we got to get to. You know, we mentioned our Patreon, how uh, V'ger is hooked up to our patrons. And again, you can find that at 70mmpod.com. But we usually do exclusive Patreon episodes, usually once every month and a half, two months. 
So we have a pretty nice library of episodes cooked up in there. Batman Returns, if you want some more of that Keaton hairline, that episode mm. is in there. Shin Godzilla. Uh, it, shocking ratings in that episode from one of the hosts. Twilight was the other one. Twilight. So there was a lot of, lot of um, emotions running high during our Babes in Toyland episode because we let the villagers vote for that. But we're bringing it back, okay? Proto has cooked up something. He has a link for the villagers to rock the vote one more time for Patreon. This episode will only be available at Patreon, and it's come down to four movies. Four movies that didn't win previously for the Patreon vote. And it's down to The Matrix. It's down to The Thing. Flash Gordon and Speed Racer. This is the loser's bracket. Yeah, this this is redemption. You know, there was a lot of broken hearts, hurt feelings that still, I know, haven't healed completely. Um, Flash Gordon. Do you guys remember that period? Mm, do you remember bad. the tears, the pain? Well, this yeah, is this is the time remembers. where we could do, you know, you guys could do the right thing. Please don't leave it up to us. Please no yeah. ties. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not voting again. But this is March Madness. This is a bracket. So it's head to head. Uh, so this round one, they'll pick the uh, the winners of this first round where it's Speed Racer versus The Thing and then Flash mm-hmm. Gordon versus The Matrix. And then next week we'll uh, announce the winners of those two rounds and then it'll be the final two movies. Um, so this is all up to you know the patrons here, yeah. what they want to hear. Uh, redemption time for one of these movies. Um, could you think of anything more dramatic or uh, cinematic or, or poetic right now for mm. this this page this these patrons right now? It's time for folks that aren't in our Discord. There's a villagers only channel that we're not a part of. I've never looked at myself. It's just for the villagers to talk amongst themselves and plot. And the live chat right now is making me feel like there was some kind of scheming happening that that has been foiled. Yeah. by Proto's. Uh, it's very planning. interesting. So I'm interested to to see how this unfolds. Maybe next month. Part did you watch anything this week? Oh, I did. Um, I had a good movie week. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's hear it. Over the weekend, I watched Jojo Rabbit. Oh, finally, baby. Mm. This has been on my watch watch list. This movie came out in 2018 because I remember it was talked about um, on our Oscars app for that year. And, you know, even then I wanted to watch it, but I never got around to it. Finally, this weekend, I was able to sit down and watch Jojo Rabbit by Takai uh, Watiti. Mm -hmm. And uh, I loved it. I gave it four stars. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, It's about a, a young boy in 1940s Germany who is a Nazi fanatic. He has an imaginary friend who is Adolf Hitler. And um, that's really the setup. I wouldn't want to spoil anything else that happens in the movie. Um, you know, so it's pretty, it deals with some pretty, you know, dark, uh, somber times in mm-hmm. history. But I I think it's done pretty well where uh, Watiti like toes the line of humor and um, dealing with like the seriousness that comes with it. Um, so I had a great, a great time. It's, it's just like a really entertaining movie. Um, what was the rating on that? I'm, I'm don't even answer that. I'm pulling it up four stars. Look on feature on that. 
or start. Yeah, you can <laughs> Check find it on Check out the rating on V'ger. Uh, yeah, so I watched that. And then I continued down the uh, the alien path. This week is, uh, this month is January. So it's Prometheus mm. in our alien journey. I watched that last night. And, um, you know, this is the, it's directed by Ridley Scott. So he's back, back in the director's chair after a hiatus from the alien franchise. Good for him. Um, good for him. I think this came out like over 10 years ago, or maybe it was like 2012, somewhere around there. Um, so it's kind of old at this point, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a tricky movie because it feels so different than the other ones in the franchise. It, it doesn't have that same alien feel. It almost feels like something new, which I don't mm-hmm. totally mind, but I do having recently watched the first four, I kind of, kind of wish it was more in that vein of the other movies. Um, right. But, uh, it was, you know, it's a good movie. It's, I mean, you know, Ridley Scott, in my review, I said like, he, he just creates these sci-fi worlds that are, um, I mean, I don't know what to compare it to. It's, it's just like, to me, it's like some of the best world building there is. Mm. So I love that aspect of it. Mm. I gave it three stars. You might, uh, I'm interested to see your rating on Covenant. I haven't, I haven't rewatched Prometheus since it came out in theaters, but I'm interested to hear your <clears throat> thoughts on Covenant because it does kind of veer back into alien alien ish like you know theme essentially yeah. so i'm interested to get back to that one because i really liked it i think i might have given that one four stars i can't remember yeah i think i liked it too but yeah having like this this the backstory of the other movies fresh in my mind it i'm looking forward to revisiting it before we move on from proto's movies i don't see a review rating for jojo for matt i haven't i haven't seen jojo you haven't it no mm-mm. That one escaped oh. me in my my viewing last year. It was talked about a lot, but I don't know. I just didn't have the wasn't in the mood to watch that one for whatever oh, reason. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. You want to talk about not leaving a rating on something. No. Let's talk about Proto's other views this week in the Star Wars uh universe. Return of the Jedi uh not getting a rating from Proto. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? <laughs> You know, some, some things in life are bigger than stars mm. and, um, I, I just didn't really feel like it was necessary. Um, right. You know, re, can you, you know, do you go to church on Sunday and, and give it a star rating? Uh, you, you're not going to rate your religious experiences. Okay. So I didn't feel comfortable doing that. It's personal. And Sean is alleging I mean, that you fell asleep while watching. It's like you can get a star rating. Chat. Well, I mean, if we can just keep it between us, uh, there are certain movies that you throw on and then it takes you right. maybe a couple weeks, a couple months to finish. <laughs> and you kind of just want to, <laughs> in some way, you want to log that experience. I get um, it. Let's see. What did I want to talk about? First, I mean, there's big news in the at Slim house, first of all. Oh, my. Let's get into there's, it. Let's just get into it right now. You know, that juicy A stimulus check came in and I had plans, you know, I made an agreement with my lovely wife and there was like a, there was like a literal handshake. She's like, you can get the, <laughs> you can get this TV if you promise not to buy anything else for the rest of the month. 
you know, I'm not sure if people are aware, but I spend money like it's burning a hole in my pocket <laughs> if I can. I throw caution to the wind. So I got myself a TCL 50-inch 4K my God. Uh, QLED with Dolby Vision and Atmos. And that's sitting in my office right now. I didn't even put, that's not even a family room TV. This episode just went explicit with those <laughs> string of words you just said. So uh, first of all, if you can imagine the grief that on my son's face when he saw me bring home a TV and I went directly back into my office that already had a TV, he was not happy about that one bit. He was stewing. Um, he, didn't, he didn't understand what was happening. So uh, the first movie I had to decide, what am, what am I going to watch? I got a Google TV hooked up. I got an Xbox. And that TV comes with Roku built in, mm. all those Roku fans out there. Bless so I fired cool. up, I grabbed, uh, I bought, actually, I don't even know if I told a man I bought this. 1917. nineteen oh, <laughs> set. She doesn't listen. She doesn't listen. We know. 1917. Yeah, baby. Mm. Uh, if you remember my runner-up pick for uh, 2020. Let me tell you something. Uh, if I could just elaborate a little bit on 4K. Preach. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone else has a 4K TV, but let me tell you something. The HDR Dolby Vision 4K <laughs> resolution in 1917 will convert you. It will take $400 out of your wallet immediately if you were to experience that nighttime scene. You know when he's walking through the that town, that broken down town, and the bombs oh, are going know. off above him? Pardo, what? I mean, I sent some screenshots. How are you feeling just seeing those screenshots? The, the blacks in that TV are unreal. I couldn't believe what it, it looked like. You you took a frame from the movie and you painted it onto your wall. Mm. Uh, it was crazy. And honestly, I mean, the pictures were amazing. But now seeing through the video slim right now, he looks like when Moses came off of Mount Sinai, the glow. <laughs> he has seen the light. And he is forever changed. That's all I that's all I need to see. I left my sandals with that 1080p piece of crap that's now in James's room. That's how much I was changed. It's it's the real deal. I will say it's kind of confusing to like figure out what HDR is and what apps support HDR or Dolby Vision. It's not very consumer centric. Like if the average Joe just buys a 4K TV, they probably aren't even setting that up correctly. They don't have mm. HDR on. They're using some podunk SD app. It's a mess. And I consider myself a techie, uh, so to speak. But I also watched, after that, I watched Blade Runner. Oh, my God. I fired that up. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> that movie in 4K. <laughs> uh, and then I also watched the sequel, Blade Runner 2049. Three stars. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. Just wanted My to share gosh, Matt. that, uh, listen, if you can make it happen in some way, Jenna, Jenna, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Jenna, if you and Proto can make this happen, I'll do whatever I can. Jenna, please. To support this. How can you ever go back? Like, can you <laughs> watch a movie not in 4K now? I, I went downstairs and Amanda was watching this 1080p family room TV. <laughs> and I, I, I told her, I was like, Amanda, I'm going to be frank with you right now. We're going to replace this TV in the, in the in the long term with a 4K TV. So those were movies that I logged on Letterboxd. 
my 4K Dolby Vision trademark symbol experience. And Letterboxd is our favorite social media site. It's the only one that doesn't fill you with dread and despair. Uh, you log your movies, you follow your friends, you rate movies, you do whatever you want to do with movies with your friends. And every week we give away a free year of Letterboxd Pro, which gets rid of ads, gets you a host of features to find your favorite movies, some really cool year-end stats that you can track. <laughs> Forrest says 4K elitism out in full force. Listen, I don't think anyone's had 4K. You know, I'm trying to spread the gospel of UHD. Um, so if you share the show on social media, you get a chance to win a free year of Letterboxd Pro. And there's one person in particular I want to call out that I forgot to call out a few weeks ago. And that is uh, at in dog years on Instagram, Chris. Chris is a new listener, reached out to us on a DM uh, because he had heard us talking about Possession before I had purchased mm. it. He's like, hey, listen, I got a copy of the Blu-ray of Possession. Let me know if you guys want to send it your way. So I thought that was super kind. Wow. Uh, so Chris, you get another year of Letterboxd Pro. Thank you for oh listening my gosh. and uh, reaching out. That was pretty cool. Oh, Danny, did you ever get that in the mail? Oh, I got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you waiting for Casey to come home to watch that one? I got to wait for Casey to come home. <laughs> she wants to watch it. Mm. If you're looking to upgrade to Letterboxd Pro or patron status, support Letterboxd, by all means, you can get a 20% off discount at 70mmpod.com. We got to get to our feature preso right now. Monty Python. And the Holy Grail, available on Netflix if you still want to check it out. Preto. Please. How do you know so much about swallows? <laughs> king Arthur, the king of the Britons, what? is on a quest. He seeks the Holy Grail, but first he must recruit his knights of the round table to accompany him. Once assembled, they will travel to Camelot, but decide to leave because it is a silly place. Uh, but fortunately, Arthur encounters an old man who gives him a clue to the whereabouts of a clue that might lead them to the place that may have the grail or may not. We aren't really sure. Uh, along the way, they break the fourth wall, but then they rebuild it. Uh, but then they break it again and they build an addition, install a skylight and attach a balcony. <laughs> After much hero heroics and death and revelry, Arthur is arrested by British police, ending his search for the Holy Grail and ending the film. Wow. Whoa. Mm. I'm excited here. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Danny, this is your pick for cult month. We only yeah. have a few weeks left. We're about to announce our big pick next week with our guest trader, Brandon, but... What 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 draw? Let me try that again. <laughs> Which you have to close Discord. You're getting what? distracted, Matt. <laughs> what drew you? What <clears throat> drew you to Monty Python and the Holy Grail? You know, well, first it was because I got shamed from wanting to do Boondock Saints, um, so I had to think of a second. Uh, one to watch, but I really want. I've been wanting to do a comedy with you guys, and uh the I mean, Monty Python Holy Grail is up there for me is one of my favorite comedies, and the fact that it's kind of considered a cult movie uh, sealed the deal for me for picking it. Um, it's just it's just my you know 
pardon this phrase, it's my cup of tea when it comes to comedy. Is that uh, a British reference? Sorry. I have I only have a couple British references and that's one of them. Um and I just it's just it just pushes all my buttons. It's the performances, this the ridiculousness of it, it's just so funny to me. And uh it's smart. Like it's not like this is not like shaming any sort of comedy. Like it's Shame just it. it's Shame just them. no. Shame. No, I don't want to because Shame. comedy I feel like is the most subjective uh genre of film, in my opinion. Like it's either gonna make you laugh or it's not. And if it doesn't make you laugh, then you're just not gonna like it. So like for me, uh like Adam Sandler movies, Jim Carrey movies, that kind of funny just it's like it's almost it just doesn't really work for me a lot of the times. Steve Martin. Um so this this, this is my kind of funny. Um it's just and so I just really wanted to do it with you guys. Mm. Mel's referencing Hot Rod in chat. I loved Hot Rod I when appreciate I saw that. it. That's some that's got some Monty Python-esque moments. Danny, I love that you said that about um comedy because I just before I came on, I was oh, me and my wife, we've kind of gotten back into uh, Jerry Seinfeld's comedians yeah. in cars getting coffee. Um, so we've been watching that and we just watched the Howard Stern episode. Um, nice. And which was actually really interesting because it, he takes Jerry totally out of like Jerry's normal zone. Oh, and he's that. like the only person who does it. It's really fascinating <laughs> if you watch that show. Um, but they were talking about comedy and Jerry had this great line. He said, comedy is more personal than food. Hmm. And I thought that's a great way to like think about comedy because it is so true. Like just because you don't find something funny doesn't mean it's, it can't be funny or like, it's not good. Right. It just really isn't your thing. Yeah. Um. And, and to like, I think to, to be upset that somebody might not like a certain kind of comedy doesn't really make any sense because like, if they find it funny, they find it funny. And there's so many different brands of comedy um, yeah. that I just, you know, I, I just thought that was great. And I'm glad that we're aligned in that way. Lat Daddy says he tried showing it to his wife and she tapped out after the bring out Chid Dead scene. Oh my God. After he bashed the dude in the head, she was very disturbed. <laughs> she didn't make it to the beating the cats to death. <laughs> Brother, do you remember the first time you saw this movie? You know, I wasn't sure if I'd ever seen this before. I mm. knew I had seen scenes and I was like, did I sit down and watch this or like watch part of it? Um, but I, yeah, this is my first time sitting down and seeing the whole thing. I have not seen this all from beginning to end. So a lot of this was new to me. Of course, you know, like the Knights who say knee, um, the black Knight, uh, and the rabbit, like I was all familiar Classics. with this. I've seen those before. Yeah. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I, I remember growing up with this movie on for some reason. I can't remember why. Wow. I don't remember if my brother had a VHS or if this was on you know, the comedy channel on loop or some channel had this maybe. And I just remember, you know, there's a lot of bits in this. Everyone knows a bit from this movie, a mm -hmm. quote, you know, just a flesh wound. She's a witch. There's so many. And I, this was also the first time I think I sat down to watch the whole thing in a sitting. It was actually harder to write notes for this and like not miss, you know, a comedy beat or like mm -hmm. a quick cut or something. There's so many quick cuts and the, there's so much, what I, my, one of my first notes was there's so much stunt humor in this. And I remember 
you could trip someone in a video and and have them drop something, and it would be the funniest thing I've ever seen. There's so many <laughs> moments where someone just like gets hit in the head and drops something, and I'm just cracking up. I don't know what it is about that type of humor, but it's all mine. And the amount of like quick cuts with the audio playing, you know, like a shrubbery. A shrubbery and like the audio plays like all that stuff cracks me up the the bridge of death with the dummies flying dummy humor maybe like top two humor for me you could throw a dummy across the room and i'm losing it oh, uh, so it was actually fun to go back and see all these bits um that were just so well done like uh sean is commenting on john cleese's timing but yeah the timing and the editing of this stuff is just as important as, as any of the writing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the first thing on my list. Uh, Danny, what about you? Since you chose this one. So the, I think maybe two, probably about two or three years ago was the first time I sat down to watch this. Uh, and I remember, and I, it happened again this time, honestly laughing my ass off in the opening credits. And I just found mainly this time because Casey watched with me and we have to, when I watch movies with Casey, she has to have subtitles on most of the time, but especially for British actors. Um, just so even for this comedy, she has to read it. And so when she turned the subtitles on and they were in a different language, she thought she had did it. <laughs> she thought she did it wrong. <laughs> And I was laughing at her figuring that whole situation out because um, I knew what was happening, but I just, I just did let her, I'd let it ride and I was just mm-hmm. laughing so hard. But honestly, this, the first scene when he comes up to the castle um, with Patsy and the coconuts and the invisible and the no horses. And it's just so stupid funny that uh, it just hooks me right away. The conversation about the swallow is brilliant. It's it's like it's just it's it's just comedy gold. Mm. Um, and I love looking into the making of stuff of this because while I f- I find the the like not actually riding horses thing to be one of the funniest things in this film, it wasn't actually meant to be because they just couldn't afford horses. So that's how it came about that they even did the coconuts, did the no horses. They just didn't have the budget to have actual mm. horses. And they're just funny enough people that they could pull this off. And Graham, uh, Graham Chapman, the, uh, the King is my favorite character. I think in all of this, because his performance and his comedic timing and his facial expressions. And there's just so much about what he does. I mean, he plays like nine different characters in this anyway, but the opening scene, him as a character, it's just so damn funny. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of plays like the straight man as Arthur. Like Arthur's like mm-hmm. the one character who isn't like insane in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, every time he says Britons. King like, of the Britons. Yeah. Every, this, the, the way he pronounces Britons makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> he says it so many times. Proto, what's on, what's on your list? Um, yeah, I, I agreed with Danny about the opening credits. Um, they, they were funny. And of course, the, you know, they do this thing where they, they take things kind of too far 
like they, they let a joke linger too long mm-hmm. and you're like, you kind of fall back. You're like, okay, it's not funny anymore, but then they like just keep <laughs> going with it. And it like circles back to being funny again. Yeah. There's a mm-hmm. few moments like that, which is, which is always, which is really hard to do because, you know, comedy is, is hard to hit at period, but then also to like, go like good to take screen time to risk, you know, take going too far with a joke. Um, but I'll be honest, the, <laughs> The first half hour of this movie, uh, I was feeling let it out. I was feeling very concerned about <laughs> how, how can I how can I justify, you know, giving this at least a three star rating. Mm, um, oh. Let it out. You know, I just I I don't think I I I didn't really after the opening credits I didn't really laugh. I think until John Cleese has the French guard. Oh my god! And that was like a half hour in, mm-hmm. I think. So, uh, you know, I wasn't feeling that great about what's going on the, the first half of this movie. You know, I'm thinking, uh, I, you know, I got another hour of this. What's going on <laughs> I will say I also felt like nervous because I had super fond memories of this. And then as it was progressing, since the first time I sat down to watch it, like I almost like didn't vibe with the just combined vignetting plot. Like there's not really a strong semblance of like a linear story. There's just like a bunch of skits worked into the plot a little bit. Like you could see in another world that like all of these scenes are just a bit on a show in the seventies, you know, or whatever. So that, that I, I felt that vibe too. Um, but by the end it, it like had, I don't know how to say it, but like by the end I kind of had like, I absorbed everything that took place and had a better feeling of like the experience um, so I don't know if that matched up with yours. Yeah. Well, I think for me, it, yeah, I wasn't really sure. And then it kind of hit a point where it felt like it went into a different gear. Um, and I kind of started losing it. Um, <laughs> the, the first thing that happened, the, <laughs> I, I, so I watched this a couple of days ago and every time I think of the scene, I, I can't help but laugh. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know why it's so funny. But when they with when they they meet with the old guy in the cave, <laughs> he's losing it. He's not even near oh the god. <laughs> and he just starts laughing each time, and then he disappears. <laughs> like, I don't want it together anymore. <laughs> like that just killed me. I don't even know why. And it like came out of nowhere. This guy, you know, over there, he's laughing and then he disappears. And then like, suddenly they're sitting in the forest. And I was like, <laughs> like, it's just so random. Um, and for like, whatever they did with the timing, that guy's laugh, like the way he looked was just like perfect. Um, yeah. and, and like, then like the next four or five vignette scenes that they did, I just thought were like absolutely killer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, one of my quotes, some of my other quotes that I wrote down were uh, Sir Bedivere, you know, when he he's the mustachioed one. It's like coming out of his mask, I think. <laughs> and when he tells the story about how to determine how someone is a witch by using like the duck and the weight of wood. And uh, Arthur walks by and like interrupts and like, you know, wows him with his knowledge and he's like, after the end of this, when they run off with the witch, he's like, who are you who are so wise in the ways of science? <laughs> 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 
fucking up that just like the rudimentary joke about what science was at that time just always gets me cracking me up I actually watched this we watched it as a family so James was watching this too this is his first time and I tried to figure out a way to explain to him what what to expect or what to like look for in this movie um it, I think I called it like um, a live action adventure time in terms of like the weird mm. zany jokes to expect. And he actually kind of like liked that analogy because he was cracking up at a bunch of scenes, like the bunny scene towards the end and uh, Sir Lancelot running scene. Oh my God. That is probably my all time, <laughs> one of my all time favorite comedic <laughs> scenes. We re- He has to rewind that like three times. That's another thing with just like hilarious editing and timing. You know, it's like a dumb joke. I think this is like a hot rod scene that is just like this. I haven't seen hot rod in a while. Maybe Mel can confirm. But just him running over and over again and then like a quick cut of him stabbing those guards. Yes. Just hilarious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Going right into that scene though, the massacre at the wedding is. I mean, it's Cleese's moment to shine, but it's so good. I mean, he, he already did with the French stuff, but I think that scene is hilarious. I mean, it's hard for me to pick a scene that I think is one, more fun than the other, but uh, the way he, it's just so cheesy too. Like he's massacred, he's killing all these people, but the sword's not even touching them. And they, the way they fall, it's just, it's so ridiculous. And then he kicks the bride. When he kicks the bride, I'm in tears. Like, I, it's so stupid. Like, he, he doesn't stab her. He doesn't, he doesn't try any other way to kill her. He just kicks her. Just kicks her and knocks her off. And then when you see her again, she's like bleeding out yeah, they're just like the the scores of like She's dying people at the bottom floor oh. when he walks back down, and the dad comes up and tells him what he did, oh how many people are dying. Gosh, yeah, yeah. I like kind I of mean, re- recovered from that scene, but then like, man, when he goes back out, <laughs> he starts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> again, I lost it. Oh. I mean, even the lead up to that scene with the son getting married, like oh, the yeah. bit with him telling the guards to guard him. <laughs> so stupid. But it, it's another one of those ones where it goes on just too long, but it still circles back. Yeah. I mean, even and when he so gets funny. up there and he discovers that it's not some sexy woman that sent him the letter. I got a letter. <laughs> The letter hitting um, him in the chest, I think, is Eric Idle's character. He's like, oh, a message, sir. <laughs> he said with an arrow. Oh, my chest hurts. Amazing moments. Every song they sang for Sir Robin is so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Sir Robin songs. They kill me. Pray, 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 Sir Robin. He was not in the least bit scared to be mashed into a pulp or to have his eyes gouged out. Um, I mean, if we could just go back, the, I, I think that the, the scene in the castle with the, the the father talking to the guards, stay here and don't let them leave the room. That, oh my God. I, I had to pause the movie because I couldn't breathe. Um, I, yeah, that, that whole thing just totally wrecked me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even the scene where, um, what's his face? I don't remember this, but the, uh, the guy who goes to castle anthrax and, and that, oh. that whole scene, I mean, that is, that is so hilarious. And I, I love how they don't say like why they actually have to rescue him from great peril other than he is like, um, 
know, the pure. So they're like mm-hmm. rescuing him from all these women. But um, just like even that gag, like the, the way they like look at all these classic stories, you know, and, and, and turn them on their head in some way. And then um, just, just play off of that. It's, it's just brilliant. It, it's so great. I mean, the bunny there, well, actually even right before that, uh, Tim, the enchanter, when he like reveals Tim. his name, he's like, "There are some who call me Tim." <laughs> <laughs> so I was reading about that, and uh, I think Cleese made it up on the spot. Mm. He had like a super long name, and then just decided live to call himself Tim. <laughs> the bunny rabbit scene was cracking me up as a kid, and it definitely did for James on this viewing. Oh yeah, I bet where he was talking about how this is like a vicious beast and look at the bones that it's leaving. Like you're not going to be able to defeat this rabbit. (laughs) And one of my all time comedic deliveries is when, uh, Arthur sees the attack. Also just the stunts in this movie, crack me up where the knight gets his legs chopped off. They're like the worst looking stunts in history. They're obviously dummies. And there's the dummy just like collapsing with no head. And King Arthur is like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) That is one of my all time moments. I was dying again watching this. I think I might have even rewound it. That's how he reacts when the cow comes flying over the wall too. (laughs) Yeah. It's the best. (laughs) Oh yeah. That was the first, the the scene where they catapult all the animals, the French over that castle. Oh my God. I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. So funny. Some of the things I read up uh, about their choices for the th- the themes, like the throwing the cattle and stuff, is based on like actual things that happened in war. Because the six guys that make up Monty Python are like Oxford and uh, Cambridge graduates, mm-hmm. so they're very smart, and they were using actual, um, you know, military things that happened. Where they'd throw these cows that actually were diseased on. You know, as a as a battle uh, defense, so it was pretty funny that they'd use this in the movie. It's funny the when I watched, um, I grew up. I watched the DVDs of the Simpsons early season, and I would always listen to the director's commentary. So that's how I learned a lot about the writers. But they're all like nerdy Harvard <clears throat> grads too. I think even Conan O'Brien is as well. So like the entire writing staff were just like the biggest nerdy smart dweebs. Mm. So it's funny how the same thing with Monty Python. I was like kind of. I'm glad you said that, Danny, about the ending because the, the ending felt so weird. How it kind of just like cuts off, and even the the gag with the um, the police is um, that where they arrest John Cleese. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it kind of. I mean, when he first, when they first kill the guy, um, the historian, yeah, the historian. That's, oh, yeah. that's pretty good too. Um, but yeah, the ending is so strange. But it would kind of make sense, like if they ran out of money, it's like, all right, we just got to wrap this up somehow, you know. And it makes you wonder, like, did they have a scene where they actually would get the grail and, you know, have jokes for that of drinking out of it or whatever? Yeah, there was a, there was plans for a huge battle, but they ran out of money and ended up those people you see at the end are like friends and family that just decided to come out that day. And there was a point where even they needed more fun, they needed more funding for this film. And, uh, they convinced, uh, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin and Genesis all donated like 20,000 pounds to keep this film going. Wow. I saw that. That's so crazy. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, let's see if I have any other notes here. Uh, the shrubbery, cutting down of a tree with a herring. Amazing. 
James was cracking up. He wanted me specifically call out those were his two favorite scenes. Uh, the Book of Armaments for the mm. hand grenade. Mm. When he was oh reading from that gosh. book for like a page. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. I mean, the stunts, I remember specifically him pulling the helmet out of one of the knights, the black knight, where he like puts his foot on the helmet and pulls his sword out of the guy's head. (laughs) I have like vague, or not vague, I have like clear memory of that scene. So those are all all of my notes. I was actually thinking, I I still think this is a weird movie. Like if you were to watch this movie in modern day for the first time, I wonder what like you know, having no recollection of any of the quotes or anything about Monty Python. I wonder what the normal average viewer would think of this movie. Hmm. Um, This is one of those things where like the nostalgia factor kicks in a little bit, I think, even though this created some of the humor that I have today. So it allows me to still like laugh hysterically at some of these scenes. Hmm. So it's like a vicious uh, circle. So this is probably still a four-star movie for me, even though I also was like at the beginning of this movie, like, oh, geez, am I not going to like Monty Python and the Holy Grail Mm. after all these years? (laughs) Um, It it is a little like sloppy in the vignette uh, storyline, but I still had an amazing time cracking up uh, watching this. Have you watched any other Monty Python stuff? I I was thinking Life of Brian, I know is like, considered one of the all-time favorite or one of the all-time comedies, but I don't remember anything about that movie. I'm not sure if I have seen that. Life of Brian? Yeah. It's a, I was thinking we should do like a blasphemy month and do like Life of Brian and uh, <laughs> The Last Temptation of Christ. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> well, well, because I mean, Life of Brian is, is basically uh, Brian is born the same day as Jesus, but he's mistaken for the Messiah instead of actually Jesus. <laughs> And it's pretty funny. I mean, I, I thought it was, it's pretty good. Forrest says um, dogma. Man. Ooh, what a month that would be. Kidding me right now? Lord. The meaning of life is amazing, says Mike. Meaning what's of your, life is good too, yeah. What do you, what's your rating, uh, final thoughts on Monty Python, the Holy Grail, Danny? Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think as a, as a film, it's probably a three and a half, four star film. But for me, this is a five star movie. I oh. just... I really laugh so hard at it. Uh, it's so funny. Um, the comedic timing and the comedic genius of these, of the Pythons, they're just great. They're funny. I, I've, watching this was my first Python. And so it made me go back and watch some of the Flying Circus stuff and um, their other movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is just, this is a five-star comedy for me. And it it goes probably, it could be one of, of my favorite comedy. Um, it really could. I mean, I can't think of much more uh, other ones at the, at this moment, but for me, money, the Holy Grail is just up there. You know, it's funny you mentioned the flying circus stuff. I think I grew up with the police squad mm. stuff instead of Monty Python. Like I remember seeing this movie a lot, but yeah. I definitely drifted into naked gun territory yeah, I can as see I grew that. older. I didn't, I didn't really track any of the other Monty Python stuff. Hmm. I mean, they're the reason we call things spam, spam mail. It's just like, they did that. Like, that's just amazing to me. Mm. Proto? Uh, It's been a while since I've watched a comedy and laughed this hard Mm. at certain scenes. Yeah, like, I didn't laugh at everything. I don't think from beginning to the end it's perfect. Like I said, the first half hour, didn't really care for. I might feel different because I think like what you guys were saying, returning to this, even knowing it's funny, I think I would still laugh a ton and maybe even think mm. it's funnier. Um, 
And Slim, what you said about like, does it work, you know, with younger people? I, I feel like comedy is so universal. I, I think I could show this to my kids and they would think it's funny. Kind of like you watched it with your son or someone mm-hmm. old, like I hadn't seen this before. And I thought it was hilarious. Of course I'm familiar with British humor and I've I, like, I watched faulty towers and I love that. Mm. So I definitely, I definitely like this kind of humor. Um, so I think, yeah, I think if it's just like in your wheelhouse, I think this movie definitely holds up in terms of just like the gags. Um, so yeah, for me, it's, this is a four star movie as well. I wasn't really sure, but I, it just, it just has so many good laughs that mm-hmm. absolutely killed me. Um, I, I mean, if a, if a comedy can do that, give you three or four amazing laughs, then for me, it's four stars. Oh my wow. goodness. Wow. <laughs> I'm pulling up Viger right now to see what some of the <laughs> reviews of our uh, oh. villagers from the Discord, our patrons, and you can find that again at 70mmpod.com. Uh, Alex, this was my first time seeing this. I had It had me cackling from the opening credits onward. Oh, yes. Four stars. Mikey P's is not coming up. I don't, oh yeah, Mikey P just watched this for the first time. Is Mikey P here? Did he send he us anything? Here. About what, I think this was the first time dot, I saw dot, dot Unless he was trolling me. That might be a bug. Oh, no. Uh, it is dot, dot, dot. Let's see. Mikey, please. Absurd, intelligent, and hilarious from Jay Whale. Uh, Mike, who has sent a voicemail, so I'll skip his review. So many great scenes. The Siege of the Castle by Sir Lancelot just gets me every time. That's from Sean. So there, those are just a, a few. Mikey P wrote dot, dot, dot in his actual review. That's not a bug. Mm-hmm. Get Mikey P over. What is he doing? Mm. Is he here? Ian just showed up and chat. He's wreaking havoc. Uh, so that is. He said, Mike. let's move on. So let's move on. Wow. Mikey P didn't like it. Okay. Yeah. That's official, I guess. I take back comedy isn't for everybody. And I just. Wow. Geez. Oh, it's no stars for Mikey too. So there you go. Zero stars there you go. on Monty Python that's and the okay. Holy Grail from uh, Villager Mikey P. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later, but we we have to keep moving on. We have a lot to get to. Next week, we'll get to that later. We'll save that. We okay. got some voicemails to get to. Uh, Ooh, if you, you got me excited. A, <laughs> uh, next, we have to get to our voicemails. You can leave us a voicemail, email message, uh, or a letter at 70mmpod.com. You'll find links on how to do that. So let's see what we got here. Uh, dear friend Tim comes in with a letter. Over the holidays, I made eggnog spritzers and maybe ingested edibles. Good for you, Tim. Then I emailed (laughs) 70mm and or bat and spider, I think. Gave the recipe for eggnog spritzers, seltzer water and eggnog and rum, rum, and talked about how many times I've seen White Christmas because one of these podcasts talked about it. Or I sent that email to a random family member. (laughs) Sorry if I offended anyone. Great talk about Beastmaster the Crow White Christmas. Bing Crosby beat his kids. That's from Tim Hamilton. Oh my God. I know Dale, Dale over at our producer, Dale and Dale at Bad and Spider. He watched White Christmas for the first time. So uh, I think he was emailing Dale. Our dear friends. Well, Dale Mm -hmm. is producer on this show. We're happy to have Tim confuse the two. It's an honor to be confused with Bad and Spider. Hmm. Mikey P, I, I, you know, I, I said I didn't want to come back to this, but Mikey P in chat saying that's not my rating. Cut this out. So there's still a lot of questions about this. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of open questions. Beastmaster episode was bad and spider, but we did do the crow. God, 
would love to do Beastmaster. Uh, so this email comes in from Ed. In episode 42, you guys were wondering why the T-1000 did not emulate John Connor in order to easily kill him. The T-1000 could only become an object of relatively equal size and volume. That's why. There you go. I will say that the um, this past week we were uh, fortunate enough to be featured in the Pocket Cast app, and the Terminator episode was getting mad hits. <sighs> mad hits. People saw that and was like, I want in on that episode. Thanks for the email, Ed. Let's see. We got some voicemails to get to. Let's get into it right now. Hey guys, this is Ghost Hunter Dave. Uh, Sorry I don't call enough. It's been busy lately, you know, with work and the kids. But you guys are out there just doing the Lord's work, watching these movies, and then talking about them day in and day (laughs) out, uh, or at least once a week, which is a big inspiration to me. Uh, I've had no time, it seems like, to do anything since this whole pandemic started. And on top of that, I feel like I've just had a hard time talking in general, Do you ever run into that where you just don't talk to people enough and then once you start talking, you have no idea where the conversation is going to go or what your next sentence is going to be? It's just, it's been a roller coaster in my life. And um, Mm. it's just nice to see that you guys are still out there carrying the torch for conversation and film. I've recently found a little bit of time to go through some of the backlog of episodes. And I have to tell you, it has been rekindling my love affair with cinema. Oh. Every episode I listen to, I immediately have to fight the urge to go and rewatch some of these <laughs> great films from my childhood. Terminator okay. 2, The Fly, mm-hmm. Halloween, mm-hmm. Jaws, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, oh. Spider-Verse. My I have God. so much to say, but yet I've forgotten how to talk. So I'm going to keep <laughs> it short. I'm excited for cult movie month so we can finally hear what the 70 millimeter guys think of the brotherhood of the traveling possession and your most recent movie, the crow a staple of every angsty high schoolers youth. (laughs) I had a friend of a friend that bought this movie on VHS when it was initially released. He paid upwards of a hundred dollars for it because at that time, that's what you paid for these things. If you ran a video store or something like that, it was the only place you could get it. And this guy went for it, as we all should. Lastly, I want to conclude this by saying, Danny, your artwork has just been phenomenal. I just recently became the proud owner of several of your prints, and I encourage all listeners to do the same because they look glorious hung up on your wall in those 12 by 12 inch record album frames. And the wonderful thing is you can just grid those out. You can surround yourself oh. in the love of cinema. Wow. So please do the same. <laughs> Thank you guys and have a wonderful year. Ghost Hunter Dave. Thank you, What Dave. a voicemail from him. Wow. I don't know if people realize this, but while he was speaking, we were able to heal him of his inability, inability to have a conversation. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> the power. <laughs> Uh, Ghost Hunter Dave has a YouTube channel. Here's the patented non-plug plug that people have now just figured out. They don't plug their thing because they just figure I will because I, you know, I feel like I have to. But uh, Ghost Hunter Dave has a YouTube channel uh, with a with an assorted host. Dinosaur Neil was just on a video that they posted on Twitter. You can find it at Imperious Rex. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. But they, uh, I think, probably boiled down to drinking beer and talking about comic books and movies, mainly comic books. Uh, so there you have it. Thank you, Dave. 
he showed a video of the artwork in those frames. They look legit AF mm. in there. On rural. Art's good. <sighs> uh, he talked about if we ever had a problem talking with people. This is fun, something that Dale and I have talked to several times. Dale and I enjoy each other's company so well that when we hang out because we never feel like we have to be on and talk about anything. So when we hang out, we could just not say anything for like four hours mm. straight and just sit and BS around. It's a delight. True, true friendship. Yeah, my best friend growing up, we used to be on the phone and, and sometimes we just want to talk. We just like stay on the phone, but just if we didn't have anything to say, wouldn't say anything. And you know, you just, <laughs> silence is all right. It's like we're just sharing the same space, you know? Oh keep the line, we keep the lines open. Is this Vomer? Are you talking about Vomer? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Danny was listening to Vomer on that drive home from his secret uh, on assignment location, if I recall correctly. You want spiritual. You drive through the mountains listening to Vomer. My God. I have a you link come to down Vomer a mountain. as well. Oh. In the show. <laughs> link it up. <laughs> I'm running out of link space this episode. We got two more voicemails to get to. Let's do it right now. Hey, this is Steven. It's been a little while since I called. I wanted to get a message in before the coup destroys any possibility for <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> I'm delighted you guys are talking about the Holy Grail this week, a long favorite comedy of mine, though it for sure plays to a specific kind of comedy taste, and I had friends in college who hated it. Even thinking about certain scenes makes me laugh to this day. Mm -hmm. I actually used material from it in a series of blog posts I once wrote about product management. Oh my God. Boring, <laughs> I know. I expect four stars from Danny because his laugh is perfect for this humor. <laughs> three from Slim with a few snarky comments thrown in. Whoa! Probably three from Proto who finds this all beneath him. Wow. Mostly I had to tell two quick family stories about this movie. We watched it with our kids when they were ages 7 to 12, and boy, howdy, had we forgotten a few scenes, like Lancelot <laughs> in the castle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that led to some awkward questions, I can assure you. Sure is. But before we'd ever shown this to our, our kids, in fact, the whole reason they wanted to see it was because when they were little, we all went camping, I would tell stories about the movie around the campfire. Every night it was, did I ever tell you about the troll at the bridge? Oh. Or, do you know the tale of the Black Knight? Or, oh my Daddy, tell us about how you know if someone is a witch. The kids <laughs> all begged to see the movie after hearing the stories for a few years. They still love telling and hearing those stories. Keep up the good work, boys. And watch out for shrubbery. <laughs> has, has Steven ever been more wrong on a rating scale that than was a what bad he one. predicted? That was a bad one. We <laughs> have to email him and just ask him if he wants us to cut that out. <laughs> Matt, you know what they're counting in Discord, right? <laughs> yeah, they're counting my impressions. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> so wise in the ways of science. <laughs> this is the kind of BS Im imitations I do late at night with Danny on Apex that he puts it's, up with. It's late. It's constant in his ears. <laughs> Uh, last voicemail of the night and then we got some more I mean big announcement for next week the movie that's being chosen right now people aren't mm. ready what's up 70 millimeter it is Mike Rappin 
just wanted mm. to call in about Monty Python and the Holy Grail this week because uh, it's a movie that I love very much. It's a movie that I've seen probably like 30 or 40 or 50 times. Uh, someone put this movie in front of me when I was like 12 and I rented the VHS from Blockbuster over and over and over and oh. watched it with my friends and we would laugh and quote the movie constantly. I bought my own you know, VHS copy eventually, a DVD copy that I'm, I'm pretty sure this is all like still at my mom's house. Um, yeah, I, I really loved it. I, all through you know, high school, college, middle school, whatever. Um, to the point where, you know, as a, as a young teenager, I had dial up internet and I found mm -hmm. this website. I'm trying to date myself here for folks that are listening, I guess. I found this website that did like South Park discussion or something, <laughs> like every episode would come up and then break it down or something. I, I was into it. I don't know why. Um, but they were doing a thing where you could, like they were trying to make some sort of fan film with all the South Park characters, but using Monty Python characters too. Oh and I got God. it in my head that, you know, cause they were asking for recordings to be sent in. I got it in my head that I could record Cartman as the Knights Who Say Me. So I, there, somewhere on the internet, somewhere on a hard drive, probably at my mom's house, there are recordings of me as Cartman saying lines as the Knights Who Say Me. Um, and this isn't something that I'm proud of. This isn't something that I like tell everybody that I know about. I'm just telling you guys about it because I hadn't oh. thought about it in like, 10 years, maybe 15 years. Like I did this, I sent it out. I'm pretty sure I had back and forth with this person. I brought, if I could remember my AOL login, I'm sure that I could find the email back and forth. And yeah, I don't know whatever happened with that. But like me, this, this punk 15 year old kid thinking, oh yeah, I'll use this compact computer basic microphone to record <laughs> lines as Cartman of the Knights Who Say Knee. You know, I thought it was really cool. Thought I could definitely get the job and I'm cringing just talking about it. So <laughs> thank you guys for that memory. Um, thank you for the pick. This is actually great. I'm glad that I got to watch it, but four and a half stars for me. Oh, um, can't wait to see, to see what we do next week. Wow, but uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like hurting internally. Uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys soon. See ya. Remember when you had to use AOL and you were like going to keyword websites? You would like type in keyword oh, yeah. WWF and they'd have like a little mini website pop up. Mm -hmm. You were like Golly. in the AOL ecosystem. Yeah. Never left. I don't have a Cartman impression per se, but probably my all-time favorite Cartman scene is when he's, it's the Michael Jackson episode. Oh, and he has God. that. <laughs> He has that dream <laughs> when he's in bed with Michael Jackson and they like their faces get closer together and they're just like one they're about to like wonder if they're gonna kiss and <laughs> Jesus. Google it. cut the stream. <laughs> We're gonna cut that. Oh my god. Amazing episode. Someone back me up, please. <laughs> Those are the voicemails of the week. Uh but we have um at least one bit of information to get to. And it's next week. Danny, you talked about who our guest is. Mm -hmm. Trader uh, Brandon. Mm. Dear friend, former Disney Imagineer, uh, creative at Universal Studios. Uh, so when he uh, picked this movie, it kind of helped control our cult movie month. And so I think it was, it's been on our list too. Um, it had to have been. Oh yeah. Writing um, wrong. <laughs> So the movie he picked, uh, and he has some personal ties to it, uh, is Waterworld. Oh. Kevin Costner. We're going in. Yes. Ah. I can't wait. I can't yeah. time. Wait. I'm very excited about this one. My it's boy. been a long time since I've seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, I purchased the uh, Arrow video release of it. Oh, my God. And I don't know where that is. Oh, my God. <laughs> But it's time. 
You talk about a cult movie. Yeah. You talk about Kevin Costner swimming around in his little swimsuit outfit. Oh, this cover. Iconic. This was, uh, this, Andy's asking if it's a four hour movie. Close. It's a three hour movie. I just looked. You're thinking of the postman, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) This one is just as long as well. Uh, I think. And we, I had tossed around this movie in the past. Fell on deaf ears, similar to my LOTR Hobbit suggestions. There was just a, a purposeful silence. And then I think like the week after there was silence, we found out that it was like the anniversary of Waterworld, like that week. It would have been like the third year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Year. I don't know what year it came out. It hurt. It hurt real bad. So I'm real excited bad. to talk to Brandon about this movie. This is a Drew Struzan cover. This is, ever I mean, heard of him? Iconic. 135 minutes. Uh, Lat Daddy says, "Not long enough." There better be some Costner buns. You know, there's Costner buns. This era, Kevin Costner, he was like the sexiest man alive. You hired his buns. You got Kevin <laughs> in the deal. <laughs> Mel says in Philly, it's called Waterworld. Waterworld. I don't. I don't appreciate these Philly jokes, Mel. I don't appreciate this. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that we wanted to talk about this week? I can't remember what there we had was. There was one list. other announcement. Yes. The, um, the 70 millimeter 2021 movie challenge. Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh. So our patrons over the past, it's actually, I think we started this in November. We put together a list of movies that you can find on Letterboxd. So if you go to the 70 millimeter pod account, you will see it there. You go to our uh, list. It's called the 70 millimeter 2021 challenge. So it has 23 movies on it and all the movies were picked um, based on categories. So our patrons came up with categories and they could be anything. So for example, some of them are um, a pop song is relevant to the plot and that movie is American psycho. So, and another one is, um, the title contains a unit of physical me- measurement. So 20,000 20, leagues under the sea. So there's, oh. so there's like this, uh, you know, there's 23 movies. They have no connection to each other. They would just came up with these categories. And then our patrons, they came up with movies that fit the, these categories. So rather than, you know, try to knock off like top 100 movies of, I don't know, whatever right. kind of list, this is just mm-hmm. something for fun. Um, so we give some recommendations how you can watch a movie. You know, you don't have to watch all of these. It's just a, a place to start, a place to go. You don't know what to watch. We'll be watching some of these movies. So if you want to watch mm-hmm. movies with somebody else, here's a place you can go. I have uh, two points to make. One of which, Uh-oh. Signs is on here as terrible crying scene. I feel offended by that comment. I don't remember a terrible crying scene in that movie. I remember beautiful crying mm-hmm. and an emotional journey in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll see if there's a 4K transfer of signs out there for me to buy. Oh. Second thing is, I think we're having a lot of fun in our Discord. We we talked about our Patreon. We don't really plug it that hard. It's four bucks a month. You get access to episodes for anyone else. You get a physical membership card to the VHS Village that Danny created. It's beautiful. It's in my wallet. And uh, you get access to our Discord to hang out and talk movies and hang out and listen live as we record the show too. Um, so if you're considering doing that, definitely hit up uh, 70mmpod.com to take a peek. Terrible crying scene in science. Danny, how do you feel about that? I'm trying to think of it. 
It's probably is it Joaquin. Joaquin. It might be Joaquin. Yeah, there's Joaquin. Up. I think he's like in the closet. Is a bad crying. Is he scene. crying in the? I, it's been forever since I've seen it. I'm excited to go through some of these movies. AI, artificial intelligence. That was uh, that's that was a suggestion from previous mm. guest host on this show as a future episode. I'm not going to say who it was, but they're probably on a Peloton ride right now, texting their <laughs> friends about how great Peloton is. Ex Machina, the movie that made uh, Oscar Isaac's career? Question mark. Um, Question mark. That's the first time I think I saw him. Was yeah, I visited that filming. Weekends. I visited that filming location. Excuse me. Ex Machina. What? I went to that hotel in Norway where they filmed his house, and it is mind blowing. It says weird flex. <laughs> I'm flexing on you right now, Andy. It's flexed on uh, Orlando right now. Dom Hall. You know who else is in that movie? Ex Machina. Dom Hall Gleason. Mm-hmm. Dom Nall. Dom Hall Gleason. You're himself. still saying it wrong. <laughs> God damn. It's your boy. We got to wrap up. Is there anything else we want to talk about this week? Big episode next week. I mean, Proto's pick is coming up, and I'm getting nervous. Proto's pick after uh, Waterworld. Pearl has the anniversary episode. Anniversary ep- that episode. But- I can give a quick update on our uh, the Patreon bonus episode. So round one, so far we have t- 12 votes for each. And Ooh. the thing is leading with 91.7% over wow. Speed Racer. So that might be it. Okay. Speed Racer already pretty it's much over. out is what pretty you're saying. But Speed Racer gone. Listen to this. Flash Gordon, The Matrix, we're tied. Oh, someone tell Art. It's over. Art just had a heart attack right now. He just fell into his fire pit. (laughs) He stumbled into his fire pit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Art. What an episode. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Next week, Waterworld. It's not streaming anywhere unless you have Showtime. Uh, So it's probably going to be a rental. I checked. It's not on YouTube. FYI. Big week next week proto do you have any closing thoughts as we exit the studio and into the outlands of apex legends i want to give some application for everybody out there this week Mm. um we know we're talking about comedy we're talking about humor laughing you have people in your life if you can just this week try to make one person laugh you know get out there be proactive make someone laugh bring joy to their lives and also, you know, you yourself, let yourself laugh, release it. You know, life's funny. Oh. You can find a laugh somewhere and fit it in, get a laugh in. You'll feel better. Mm. <laughs> can we get a live, laugh, love, uh, unisex jogger in the store? <laughs> <laughs> right With on the Proto's a. face. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see everybody next week. Seventy Millimeter is a VHS Village production and produced by Dale underscore A. Original artwork provided by Danny Haas and spiritual guidance provided by Protolexis. Prints and other merch are available at 70mmpod.com.
www.slimmedit.com. This episode was mixed and edited by me, Slim. You can support our Patreon for early access to episodes, discounts on merch, a physical membership card mailed to you, and access to our Discord to talk movies with other villagers. If you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount at checkout on the web using the code 70MM. Goodbye. Babes in Toyland episode because we let the villagers vote for that. There was a lot of things. <laughs> you have to turn off Discord if you're going to laugh I all night at these focus. gifs. Get I these can't. gifs. You've got to cut them out. There was a lot of... <laughs> you got, you're going to have to turn off Discord, Matt. You're losing it. <laughs> okay. All right. So there was a lot of negativity lot of around the vote.